So you can see how, how this, uh, this pastor, how this preacher rolls. Huh? Action Bible, don't judge me for it. Just so you know, it's still the real thing. It's not, uh, it's not the NIV, it's still the ESV. So, um, no, to be honest, actually, um, it's because it's the ESV, and uh, I tend to use an analog. Um, so, but I figure this gives you a little bit more credibility. Um, so, if, if you guys can get your, your Bibles ready, um, be it analog or digital, please do that. Um, and Joe was talking about the table and how God's prepared a, a feast for us on the table. Today, it seems more of a bit of a tapas menu because we've got three guys who are going to be preaching. So, it's a little bit of like finger snacks. Not really a, a big, heavy, heavy Sunday afternoon lunch. But I figure it's going to be more nutritious maybe than something really big and heavy. Um, it's actually been amazing to see how God kind of orchestrated this. So um, maybe, I don't know if it's, it's not boasting or bragging, but um, we, um, Mornay, Yulta and myself, we're just going to be sharing a couple minutes. I don't think it's going to be very long either. Um, unless Mornay gets into his flow, I see his book is here, so he's going to want to impress. Um, but we, I think individually, we, we went away to try and find God and say, what, what, God, what do you have for us today? Um, what do you have, what have you placed in us that we are meant to share to build up the church? And um, yeah, he gave me something, gave Yulta something, and Mornay, and then we got together and said, hey, you know, what, what should we do? It's quite difficult to orchestrate three preachers, and then as we shared, this is what God's laid on our heart. We just found that, wow, it's actually, it seems to fit nicely together. And then um, we didn't tell Jody, even though I think I should have probably, because he's leading the, the meeting today. And then in the prayer meeting before, he started sharing scriptures and words and direction for today's meeting, which just resonated. And it really excites me that God can actually use somebody like me. Um, and I think, well, I can't, don't want to go there. Um, so, because I think that's what Jules is going to chat about. But so that's just so exciting. Um, uh, all right, so I actually want to read a passage from Matthew, starting at Matthew 6, verse 25. So if you guys can get your Bible, you can open it. Um, so Matthew 6, from verse 25, and for those learned theologians amongst you, you'll know that that comes after Matthew 5. Um, and Matthew 5, no, no, I'm not trying to be funny, although it is hilarious. Um, Matthew 5 is the start of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus teaches about some of life's most important and prominent matters. He teaches about being salt and light. He teaches about anger, lust, love your enemies, giving to the needy, praying, fasting, laying up treasures in heaven. And then, in verse 25, if I can find it, Carl, can I borrow your glasses? Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Whoa. So he's just talked about all these things, and he kind of culminated with the word therefore. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, neither, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, 
how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious about anything, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And then, he says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Wow, okay, so... Yeah, Matthew actually lists those things that are holding us back from walking in everything that God's got for us. Um, And what is it? What is the main thing? It's it's worry. Anxiousness, anxious, being worried. We had lots of words here about being anxious, about worry. So I I feel it's a a word in season. It's something that, that we are probably all struggling with here. And he says, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, but seek First, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. So, um, just to be practical, what are the things that we worry about? It's, it's in the scripture. I don't know if you can throw, Kev, you can throw the scripture up. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. It's, there are five things. Who can find them? Five things in the scripture. So, from Matthew six twenty-five to 34. Yeah, pop quiz. All right, we've got, all right, food, all right, food. That's something. What, anything else? What else? Clothing, all right. All right, food, drink. Okay, I'll throw it into one. Okay, your body. All right, cool. The future, that's good. Sorry, say again. The lilies, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's one left. Did somebody say money? Wow. Where, where do you see that? Which verse is that? No, which verse? Okay, so we see, okay, and just so, you, uh, so um, Brett says everything has to start with the same letter, and it should always be a P, but I couldn't make everything start with a P, so I chose F, so verse 31, for food, verse 28, for fashion, okay, that's a clothes, and your body, huh? that was 27, for fitness, and then in verse 34, tomorrow, for Future, well done. And what's the fifth? Well done. What, what, what verse is that, though? No, no. Can you find it? It's verse 19. So that just teaches you to read everything in context. Okay, so I know I said from verse 25 to 34, but if you go back to 19, all right. So, so read things in context. So, so I mean, 2,000 years ago, uh, Matthew wrote this, and they were dealing with, Food, fashion, fitness, future, finance. I mean, everything from a Cosmo article. It's, it's pretty much exactly what we, what we struggle with now, or at least the ladies do. So, um, so whoever believes... <laughs> does, it, does, it, does it exist? Okay, okay, cool, cool. So whoever believes the Bible isn't relevant anymore just needs to read it and realize that the people 2,000 years ago struggled with exactly the same things that we do now. Then in verse 33, he settles it. And gives us a commandment. Actually, it's 
it seems almost more to comfort us, a commandment seemingly more for our own benefit than for his. And Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will, given, will be given to you as well. Yeah, so if, Jesus, so if worry is holding you back, if, if worry is, is that, that major thing in your life, that, that primary emotion, I don't know if it is an emotion or that drive in you that is holding you back, do not be anxious. Seek first the kingdom. I know it's easily said. And I believe that there are ways that we can not walk in worry anymore. And it's not something, it's not going to be a, a willpower that's going to do it. Um, so I, I just want to leave that there. Maybe let's just read Philippians 4, uh, verse 4 to 7. Um, I've got it written here. If you can, throw it up. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your, reasonable, your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, so that was tapas menu number one. Um, we've got Yulta coming up, and then we will have dessert with Mornay a little later. How's it? You guys excited? Yeah. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> so, those who don't know, my name is Yulter Bosch. We've been part of Joshua Generation for about 14 years now. Uh, HMIT PM specifically about three years. Um, we run a community on Wednesday evening, and I must say our community is pumping at the moment. Really, it is full of life. It's regarded as really moving. So I'm very excited for what's, what's coming and what's happening at the moment. Um, so about three years ago, or actually I want to start my preach with honoring someone tonight. She's unfortunately not here. She's there in Kids Church, but maybe she's going to watch this later. Uh, Tracy Morgan Roots. Now about three years ago, I walked into that door when we joined Edgman PM. She came to me and she said, Yulta, I've got a word for you. <laughs> I was like, okay. She said, I feel the Lord is going to take a key. And it's going to unlock the lock in front of your mouth. And it's going to take it lock, and it's going to throw it away. And it's going to throw it in the sea, and you're going to speak up. And you're going to speak for Christ. You're going to be in front of the church. You're going to talk. And I'm like, whoa. So I just want to honor her tonight for that word, for being obedient to the Lord, um, and for, for, for giving me that word. What she didn't know, I was dealing then with so much anxiety so much um, insecurity at that, at that stage. I could not speak in front of people. Being Afrikaans, you often you make a fool of yourself. You say the wrong stuff. Um, you can't express yourself nicely when it comes to business meetings. So you end up just being quiet. So I thought, I taught myself rather just be quiet. Cause, and then it also affected my church life because you don't want to come to the front because you're going to make a fool of yourself. You don't want to pray for someone. You don't want to give someone a, a word because maybe you're not right. I mean, I've said so many things that caused me so many trouble and stuff that I just didn't want to speak anymore. Just to give you a simple example, 
I took my dog to the vet one day, and I was stressed, being Afrikaans, and there was a nurse on the other side of the table, and I put the dog in the, you know, in the ER room on the table, and I said, keep the dog, um, maybe, maybe, um, maybe seduce him. <laughs> what I meant was, maybe sedate him. <laughs> so that was just one of the things that led up to me keeping my mouth shut. I just didn't want to talk. <laughs> so I don't want to seduce you tonight or sedate you. But in our calm tonight, we're actually learning about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, we did a questionnaire, which is quite cool. Um, I actually suggest all the communities do it. It's a little questionnaire that highlights the gifts of the Spirit in your life. So maybe throw up 1 Corinthians 12 for me, please. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Sorry, all the way forward till 6. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Yeah. So there's different kinds of gifts that He's given us. The same God, the same Spirit is in all of us. The same God that created this world, that died on a cross for us, the same Spirit lives among us and He's given us talents. He's given us talents to use. He's given us giftings. Guess what my gifting was or is? Encouragement, motivating. I feel encouraged when I encourage people. I feel encouraged and motivated when I motivate people. Guess what the devil tried to do all those years? Keep my mouth shut so I couldn't do that. How clever is that? That's a yellow card. That's a red card. Understand? So he knew, the devil knew, if I open my mouth and I start encouraging and talking, then I'm going to be dangerous in the kingdom. So the devil tried to do that. And I feel it's a word for all of us tonight, that all of us have gifts, all of us have talents that we have to use. Don't know what place you are at the moment, but God wants to ignite that in you tonight. If I can just think of a few examples in the Bible, Matthew Matthew was a tax collector. A tax collector back then, back then wasn't a very good person in the community. He didn't have friends. No one wanted to befriend him. I think it's pretty much the same today. If you're a tax collector, no one wants to be your friends. But he was the scum of the earth, basically. Imagine all the stories that was in his mind, the devil played in his mind. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're a tax collector. No one is, wants to be your friend. But guess what? Jesus saw his talent and said, come, you're going to be my disciple. You're going to come work for my kingdom. Matthew ended up being a disciple. What was, I believe, Matthew's strength was? Administration, service. And then he used that talent for the kingdom. Another example I can think of is Simon Peter. Simon. Simon was a businessman. Simon had his own fishing company, fishing trawlers. Now, Simon wasn't doing too well. His fishing business didn't do very well. Um, If I put it in today's perspective, he had cash flow problems. He couldn't pay his vet, couldn't pay his bills, couldn't pay rent. Debit orders were coming off. So imagine (laughs) imagine all the nonsense the devil was talking in his head the whole time. You're not good enough as a man. You're not good enough as a husband. You can't provide for your family what's going to happen to you one day. But God saw his talents, 
His talent of faithfulness, and God used it. God called him to be a disciple. God called him to come work in his church. Another last example I want to use is David, great King David. Did you know David was actually depressed? So many Psalms were saying, Oh, my soul, why are you so downcast? He stayed at home instead of going, he locked himself in the room instead of going out. If David lived today, he was probably on depressants or what do you call that stuff? Prozac. He was probably in a clinic. But you know what? God used him. God saw leadership talent in his life. He became one of the greatest leaders. Imagine all the stories the devil tell, told David in his head. You're not good enough. You're depressed. You're not good enough. Come on. God used him. God saw his talent. So I think sometimes we're underestimating ourselves. Sometimes we're giving the devil a, a field trip with all his stuff. But the devil knows that once the talent in your life is going to be unlocked, man, you're going to be dangerous for this kingdom. You're going to rise up and you're going to shoot forward like Andrew's message said. You're going to be thrust into the future or into the, the, the new vision of, of Josh Jen. So that's my encouragement. That's my motivation for tonight. Use your talent. Stop giving the devil a field trip. Use your talent. Stand up for Jesus. Like Alex also said now. That's an awesome testimony. Use your, use your talent for Christ. Um, Dee had a, uh, a vision last Sunday. Uh, a, a vision of she's playing a little triangle. She's making a noise of a little triangle. But then God told her that you're actually underestimating yourself playing a little triangle. You're actually a cello. You need to play a cello and make a sound of a cello. Why are you underestimating yourself? And I think that it's not just her. I think it's all of us. Why are you underestimating yourself so much? The devil knows he's, walk, he's walking around like a roaring lion, underestimating you. But God wants you to work for him. In his kingdom, he wants you to come up front. He wants you to heal people. He wants you to teach. He wants you to prophesy. He wants you to speak in tongues. He wants you to unlock that gift in you. So I really want to encourage you tonight. Choose life. Jesus came that we can have life. Life in abundance. We only have one life. Do it. Do it for Jesus. If I can be closing, just one Peter. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 to 11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers... Throughout the world and church are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to this eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Come on, guys. Be encouraged. I have a little list here of all the spiritual giftings. I'm going to close in this really. I want to close now. And... He and I just thought of a few names in our congregation that has amazing talent. Really, you've got amazing talent. I mean, Wesley, I think you've got the same talent as me. When you 
when you motivate people, when you speak, it's, you've got that thing around you. People just want to hang on to that. And you're really, you're powerful in the kingdom. Struan, you've got amazing faith. You're really faithful. You can, I can hear when you speak, you fulfill our faith. Um, who else? We made a little, short little list here. Um, Victor, when you speak, you speak with wisdom. There's really something in your life. You really speak with wisdom. Uh, there's guys with acts of service. Um, Natalie and Kirk. It doesn't really get recognized always, but man, you've got a very good act of service in God's kingdom. Administration as well, maybe. Um, Kyle, I think evangelism. I think that's over your life, evangelism. Kyle, leadership. You've got amazing leadership. We really have talented people in this church. That's why we're doing so awesome. Thank you, guys. Cool. I look the way I look because of dessert. <laughs> but I'll be the cherry on top, sweet and short. <laughs> so, um, I, sorry, I just had to carry on the train because everybody's so funny. Like, you'll do it. And Steve, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm going to go deep. And I'm like, oh. Um, I just want to say I live with Yulter. So, yeah, so I got his autograph first. So, um <laughs> But it's actually, it's, oh, um, I don't know. I've been emotional the whole day. Just, I don't know why. And I think it's just because we're in one service tonight. And it's just, you see the Lord moving, and you cannot but deny that there's a living God. I mean, oh, I mean you look at Yilter. I really want to encourage you. Um, and I've been feeling this the whole week. I'm so excited. And, and living with you guys as a family, you know, with my mother being in Joburg, oh. She'd be absolutely blessed to know that I've got parents like you guys. So, uh, who feed me. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Uh, so I think what the Lord's been doing in my heart over these past, I think, few months is just this thing of hope. Um, and, and knowing that He's alive and active. Um, because it's one thing reading it, but actually living it out. In confidence, knowing that he's alive, it's completely different. And just for us tonight, um, I love putting a title to things for those who take notes. It just it helps a lot. Um, is it's a hope that enables. And for us as the church, you know, we've got our hope in God, the finished work of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I just quickly want to have a look at this hope that enables, and specifically our hope in the Holy Spirit. And the aim is to tie together Yulter and Steve's preach with that. And we read in the book of Acts, you know, when Jesus left to be with the Father, He promised us the Holy Spirit as our helper and as our guide, you know, like that representation of Him, that you're not alone. And... One morning, I was just spending time with the Lord, and I was reading the book of Thessalonians, and I finally got that word right, Thessalonians. <laughs> it's like coming here, being Afrikaans, preaching in English, it's like putting in too little airtime, you know? It runs out after a while. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's only so much. Um, so for me, a great example of this hope 
was the church in Thess- um, in, in, of the Thessalonians. And this church, it was a new church. It was this new church plant that Paul and Silas enabled, you know, that they were like, okay, cool, there needs to be this church. And it's new believers, new guys, young guys, and they're like, okay, cool, we need a church here in this area in, in Thessalonica. And this church, they were functioning in this complete counter-cultural way, you know, completely opposite to what was going on around them, okay? So that's basically, so every, the world was going that way, and they were like, uh-uh, we, we're following Jesus. And one thing, they didn't have any big shots. So they didn't have, so they had Paul and Silas for a while, and then Paul and, Paul and Silas left, but they didn't have the big shots, you know? They didn't have the guys breaking all the ground. So they were basically there, like, okay, cool, we are doing this on our own. And um, it's, it's sort of like, I just want to throw a bit of an example in there. We had rugby trials in, in my matric year, and we played against guys that were like three times my size. Monsters, okay. I mean, they're the guys that drop the, like the beers and the bully beef blicky. <laughs> so really, and, and it's sort of like having tennis on your touch rugby team. You know, you just, they come on your team, you're like, oh, yes, you're going to win. So they didn't have that. They didn't have the big shots. But they had the Holy Spirit, this church. They had the Holy Spirit that enabled them. And for us as the church, when we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, when we're enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit, oh, man, who knows what can happen? <laughs> I mean, who knows? We, we don't know yet. The thing is that we, we need to try. <laughs> and so um, I just quickly want to read just the, the passage. And it's in 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 2 to 9. Hopefully I can see today, yes. So Paul is writing to the church and he's saying, We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that He has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. And you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction, but with joy of the Holy Spirit. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living true God. And the backstory of just of this church that came straight from like the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts. And it was just this, you know, there was almost, you know, it was as if like the Holy Spirit was just everywhere. It was just everywhere that a church plant would go up, the Holy Spirit was there. It's moving. And in verses 2 to 7, to echo what Yulter said, is these guys, these new believers, they wanted to be used by God. They put their hands up, not having the big shots, not having the tanks, 
They were foot soldiers. <laughs> but they said, Lord, here we are. We want, we want to be used. We want to go. We want to use our gifts. And they were empowered by the Holy Spirit to do so. And, I mean, if you think of it, like, what musician, when he learns a new chord, like Sam, you know, Sam makes the key of G look like heaven. So what musician, when he learns a new chord, will say, no, I'll play it, I'll play it next week. No, you're going to play it today. And so when we're enabled and empowered by the Holy Spirit, the work doesn't start tomorrow. It starts now. It starts where you are. You know, like when you're encouraged, when, when you feel encouragement come on you, that same encouragement might not be there tomorrow. So it's like, okay, cool. I need to actually do something with this. I need to find someone to pray with. Even if you just phone someone. Even if it's like, hey, let's pray. So when it's there, use it. And then I want to echo what Steve said from verses 6 to 9. Can we actually quickly just put up verse 6? I just quickly want to read 6 to 9 again. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, where you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living true God. They were seeking first the kingdom of God. They had their eyes fixed on Jesus and on the Holy Spirit and his leading. They were seeking first. And they were giving everything up, turning from idols to God. In that time was a big thing. You know, I, I look at guys sometimes, and I've been a part of this, a lot, like I've deleted Facebook many times in my life. And I'm like, oh God, this thing is becoming an idol. And then you make this huge thing of a deleting Facebook. And those guys were giving up gods they served that they thought, oh man, you know, this is where the power comes from. Because they realized, oh my word, there's something so much more. There's an empowerment so much better. And, um, oh, I went quicker than I thought. <laughs> but I actually want to, you know, I want to close. Just a while ago, I heard Uncle Will say this one thing and, and changed my life completely. He said, the Father initiates, the Son authoritates, and the Holy Spirit activates. Say it again. The Father initiates, the Son authoritates, and the Holy Spirit activates. And the thing is, our hope is not in ourselves. Our hope is in the Holy Spirit to enable us. And one thing I love about God, it's, it's mind-blowing for me, is that everything He gives to us is for His glory. So even when we place our hope in Him, when there's like a hardship or when there's something just sucky. It's never about us. Yes, we get breakthrough. But it's for His glory. Because it goes so much more deeper than that. And just an example. For two years, 
I prayed for my mother and my father to get saved. Like constantly just praying like, ah, Lord. Just if it's only them, my family, if it's only them. And so obviously about more than a year and a half ago, I lost my dad. And I remember standing in like literally where, where my parents lived in, in our front door. It was myself, my, my brother-in-law, Haya, and, and my sister, Yohanri. And we were actually just, we, we asked my mother, Moms, can we just pray? And in that moment, my mother recommitted her life to God. And like a few months later, she was baptized. And I mean, you look at that. And those days when, like, when you realize, oh, man, I can't go play golf with my dad anymore or anything like that. You feel so hopeless. feel like, <laughs> But when you look at that, he knew that through the death of my father, my mother would be saved. And see, that's what hope does. Hope in God is never for ourselves, but it's absolutely for his glory. And it's not that he's this Selfish God, and like, oh, I want the glory. No. <laughs> he deserves the glory. If it was up to us, yo, like a more And our dependency in God is never in vain. It's never for ourselves, but it brings glory to Him. When I first joined Josh Jen in 2018, we were hearing all these stories of just when Josh Jen started, everybody was giving up everything, left, right, and center, houses, cars. I mean, sometimes we can't even give up time. <laughs> and you look at that, and testimonies of the church being built. God got the glory. He got the glory. <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, who gets the glory when a church plant grows? It's God. Who gets the glory when a person is healed? It's God. Who gets the glory when a single guy prays for a long time to find the perfect wife? Absolutely God. <laughs> and I promise you, I thank God every day that Rebecca met me. So, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> you see, I hope in God is never in vain. It's never in vain. And he gave us the Holy Spirit to hold on to. To when, when we have days of absolute hopelessness, the Holy Spirit is there, empowering us to be used. And he empowers us to seek first his kingdom for his glory. And I just want to say, and it's something that I've been grappling with, our hope in the Holy Spirit and, and what we experience with Him, it's not a feeling. It's not about the feeling. It's about knowing. It's about knowing He's there and knowing that He will deliver us and go with us and lead us. See, His hope enables us. It, it really does. I mean, He has living hope. It's not called dead hope. And 
for me, even in this time, we, we had a men's meeting the other day in the, in the bride room. And I just got before the guys and, I'm, and I said, guys, I'm, just, I'm going through my own things. And just coming together and praying together, it enables us. Absolutely. When the Holy Spirit, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're enabled to hope. And so I actually just, yeah, I want to pray for us. So I really feel that there's, in this, t- in, in, in this time to come, there's going to be such a desire and a dependency for true hope, for a living hope, and for the Holy Spirit that enables us. Can we maybe close our eyes? Yes, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Father, we come before you tonight absolutely abandoning everything that we know and that we think that we know, Father. And we want to turn to you, Jesus. Father, we want to turn to you and see you tonight. Be glorified, Father. Lord, we trust, Father, and we pray that you would enable us every day to hope, Father. To not just think. To not even be just hopeful, but to hope. And to know, Father, that you are there. That you are there, God. Father, may we be led by your Spirit every day. In hope, Lord. So I know we've, we've gone over. And um, for those of you that, that need to leave, um, you're free to, <laughs> to leave. There's extra doors you can go out there. You can go out the back. But I really feel, you know, um, you also spoke about Peter. There was a moment where Peter met Jesus. He fell on his face, and Jesus said, follow me. So he spoke about uh, David. There was a moment where David felt so bad he sin he'd slept with a woman and had a husband killed and it took another guy to show him and he saw God and he said I haven't sinned against you or me I've sinned against God he actually had that moment where he met God um, what's the other guy Matthew as well Matthew tax collector Jesus also comes to him and out of nowhere he says follow me Matthew see something I mean the word doesn't tell you how it came about I'm sure he must have seen Jesus walking around Jesus said, follow me. He left everything, turned away, and followed him. But I want to encourage all of you. There's got to be a time. And we're going to go into worship. And if that time needs to be now, if you need to go home, there has to be a time where you meet. See, the the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is Jesus said, I can't be everywhere. I can't be here forever on earth. But I'm leaving you, the Holy Spirit. 
The beautiful thing about him is everywhere is here all the time. But there's got to be a time where you come and you meet with God. And it's that meeting with God that enables you. It's that that sets you apart. I want to, like, I just want to ask you if you've never done that before. If you've never met Jesus. If you've never come to him face to face. If he's never called you if, and you felt him tug you. I, I want to say, a lot of us sometimes think God is this guy with a big stick. You know, Jesus introduces himself. He says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I am gentle and humble. And that's from his mouth. That's how people talking about how he is. He says, I am gentle and humble. So I want you to, to know that when you come to him, you come into a loving, loving father, first of all. And while, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you can think about the worst thing you ever did, or the, try and imagine the worst thing you'll ever do, God died for you before that moment. So I just want to encourage you, if there is anybody and, and you're feeling this on you, I, I believe when the Holy Spirit moves, no matter what any of the guys, they, they did amazing jobs, but no matter what they said, you will know your heart is beating now. Somebody could sneeze and you'll put your hand up. I'm really trusting the Holy Spirit that you would do that tonight. Just um, where you are, just put your hand up or come to one of us afterwards and just say, look up. I really want to get to know this man. I, I, I know I've got this feeling I need to follow him. Because I'm telling you that he's done, he's done everything. We, we spoke about it tonight. There's nothing we can do. He used weak people. And we, we're standing in front of you, a testament of that. We don't deserve to be here. But God chooses to use, use us to glorify him. So if that is you, we're going to close our eyes and pray. Also, my second, I just want to ask the, the rest of us. You know, we've, we've got all sort of excuses. I've got so many excuses not to do what God wants me to do. I know, that, and I think everybody knows deep down inside. And if you don't, we can pray for you and, and ask God to reveal that to you tonight as well. But there'll be a million excuses. And every time there'll be one after one. You can be insecure as, as Simon Peter. You can be a pervert that's got the worst intentions for everybody and that goes through moments of weaknesses and and struggles with depression and locks himself up or herself up but we serve a God that can break through all of that we serve a God that doesn't take any excuses, he'll take you as you are and and use you for his kingdom because that's what he does He's a God that reconciles us to him. And we're in the ministry of reconciling. We need to go out and we need to spread the love. We need to let people know about our God. So, Lord, I pray as we, we've come today and once again we've realized, Lord, it's because of you and what you did. It's because of your love for us that we can stand here, that we can even yeah, just be part of something that's, that's so big and so amazing. Lord, we just ask that you would come and pray for those that have never met you. I, I thank you, Lord, that you draw men to yourself, that you call the brokenhearted and the lonely, and that you put us into family, that you've grafted us into each other. And Lord, I pray that we would reflect that beautifully, Lord. I pray for everything, every little bit of disunity, all the things that the enemy has tried to get us to, 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 to um, do to, to break that unity. I pray that, Lord, we will make it our effort, that we will make right with each other, Lord.
Father, I pray for those that, um, that have lost the way, those that, that have started believing the lie of the enemy. Lord, I thank you for this beautiful reminder that it's all about you, Jesus. End of the day, it's, it's, it's all about you. Everything we do, that you have our lives written in a book. And you know it's going to play out. And you said you'll work everything for the good of those who love you. So, Father, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would just come now and, and, and um, do something in us. That, yeah, as we're going to worship, I, I just, we're just feeling it. Yeah, there's a couple of guys I want to call out um, struggling with depression um, or, or mental illness. Um, I really believe that God wants to heal tonight. Um, I want to ask um, if you're feeling lonely, um, if you're feeling like you're not part anymore. I, I've really felt that unity has been shifted, and God says, God says, where there's unity, I command my blessing. I mean, that's, that's insane if you think about it. If there's unity, God commands his blessing. We've got to fight for that. And then lastly, I want to ask that for anybody who's never... Um, you know, we spoke about just knowing what the call is. There's that moment where you come to Jesus and he says, follow me. And he sort of takes you on the spot. So if that is you, um, we'd like to pray for you in front. So we'll go to, into worship. If, if any of those, those groups, can, if it resonates with you, if you feel it's something on you, I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to meet now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's all stand up. Listen, guys, if you have to go, I know it's it's, it's a Sunday. Um, if you do need to go, you you're welcome to leave. Um, otherwise, let's let's just worship. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come fly. 